Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds, and it's my privilege to be with you from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to welcome all of you who are listening on the iHeartRadio network here in the United States and around the world, as well as those who are downloading our Patriot podcasts each week. Well, over the last couple of days, there's been a lot of discussion about one of the hot topics in America, and that is the election season. Yesterday, we just had Election Day in a lot of uh, local races and, and some state races, but essentially, we just dropped the flag on the one-year countdown to Election Day 2016. And for some people, it makes you want to start throwing things. <laughs> for other people, they get excited about the opportunity to uh, get geared up for the political season. Some still have a hangover from the 2012 season, and others have just completely checked out. You know, it's interesting when you begin to examine the political paradigms that are at play here, there's some very interesting discoveries that you can make. A lot of people really don't believe they have any political influence at all. After all, what does it really matter? Have you ever asked somebody about their political leanings? Perhaps you're just getting into a friendly discussion and just honestly curious about it. Anybody ever tell you that they're, they're just not a political person? What does that really mean? What does it mean that if you're not a political person? Does it mean that you prefer to turn over complete control of your life to someone else to make decisions for you? Probably not. It may simply just mean that you don't want to talk about it. Or in a lot of cases, people are not up to speed on a lot of the political issues and they don't necessarily really know what the positions look like other than a traditional party line conversation. There are some folks that are let's just say, rabid about their opinions and their perspectives. And they are so partisan in their conversation that the other individual knows that if they open that conversation, Pandora and her box are going to be wide open for all to see. So what we really want to begin to examine is what does it really mean to have political influence? What does it mean? What does it mean to you personally? What does it mean to your family? What does it mean in the community, in our state, and across the country? How many people do you think really want a cradle-to-grave, government-controlled society? Most people don't. But then again, most people don't spend their waking hours thinking about it. You know, it's inter interesting when you study the political punditry, especially on some of the news channels or talk radio, there is an assumption that everybody really cares. <laughs> Everybody's interested in listening to everybody's perspective on who said what about whom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've begun to see a growing interest in the debates on both sides of the aisle. But the fact is that most people are living their lives. Most people are going down the road. They're going to work. They're taking care of their families the best they can. They're doing everything they can to live their lives the way they want to. But, you know, there's also a growing realization for a lot of people 
that America is facing some significant challenges. And you know, if you've been listening to this program, you know we have been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. They're facing all kinds of challenges. And a lot of Americans are coming to the realization that we're facing almost what you might call an oxymoronic scenario, pun intended. They're fed up with politics. They're fed up with politicians. And what those politicians are doing to the lives of free people. I had a conversation today with a businessman about some very significant regulatory changes that are coming in the financial services industry. Why? Because there have been some in the financial service industry, mind you, a small percentage, that have taken advantage of people, that have invested their money in places that had virtually no chance of bringing a strong return on their investment. They lost money except that the brokers doing the deals made a fortune. What happens? Government says, okay, enough of that. We're going to begin to increase our already significant regulatory pressure on those doing business in the financial services industry. We're going to limit the amount of money you can make. We're going to make you take it over a longer period of time. And voila, we've solved the problem. Well, I would submit most times government thinks it solves problems. It really doesn't. But you have to begin to also follow the money, follow the control, follow every element of this, and you can eventually track it back to political influence. Part of the challenge that we face as individual citizens is asking ourselves the question, what control do we really have? Does a citizen really have that much to say about it? We can look back at the founders and the whole idea of we the people, the idea that we the people could be part of forming a more perfect union, that we the people could be part of a representative republic, not a democracy that's mob rule, but a representative republic where we could elect individuals who would be selected by that local community or by that state or by the nation at large based on the promises that he or she made to represent for their constituency. But what happens when we elect politicians who make promises that are in line with our core values and then find themselves in a position where they are either forced to or they choose to renege on the commitments they've made to their constituency? Happens all the time. And when they do a postmortem on the particular career of a politician, many times the politician comes to the realization and speaks about it that when they went to Washington or they went to Tallahassee or they went to the state capitol, whatever it happened to be, that they really had their core interests squared away. They were powerfully motivated to go serve their constituents. But they walked into an environment that had massive power, and in many cases they were overcome with the ether of that raw power. And they were also told how the cow was going to eat the cabbage when they got there. Who were they told by? By the senior politicos that run those particular institutions. So here's how it is that you're going to operate. Yeah, the politicians at the grassroots, you have to tell your constituencies one thing, but when you get here, it's a whole different ballgame. If you've spent any time around Washington, D.C., you know that's the case. That's why so many people are fed up. When you look at the surveys and studies that ask the question, of how popular politicians are, it's almost laughable. Congratulations, we're in single digits. What a horrendous indictment of our country. The fact that the people that we elect in the process that our Constitution provides 
creates a result that has less than one out of 10 approval of those individuals. That's a challenge. How do you influence that traditional paradigm? If you woke up one day and decide, you know what? I really would like to see some change. You have a couple of options, don't you? You can choose to run yourself. A lot of people think about that for about an hour, maybe half an hour, maybe five minutes and say, that's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Because if I do, I get to expose everybody in my family to every skeleton I ever thought about and probably a bunch that are going to get made up and I really would prefer not. So what's another route to influence a political spectrum? And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you resist or that you, you rest in. Perhaps you're going to go the professional route. You're going to begin to buddy up with the professional politicians. Well, you know, politics, especially in the federal level, was never meant to be a profession. We were meant to have citizen legislators, folks that actually work in the community, know how business runs, know how schools operate, know how churches function, and they put their full-time career aside for a period of time and go serve because they want to give back, and then they come back to their communities. Well, through a whole number of changes throughout the years, we've seen all that change. Now we have legislators who go to law school, get out of school, go right into an election season, and stay in politics for decades. How well connected are they to what's really happening in the grassroots? What they're connected to is the donor class, They're connected to the elite structure of power and control. They're connected to big money and political machines. So when a citizen asks themselves, how do I really influence that? That's a great question. And the answer is, you really don't, not to any great extent, not by yourself. If you took a survey of a million Americans today, how do you think they'd answer this question? Or better yet, how would you answer it? Who yields the most political influence in Washington and the state capitals? Who do you think? If you're interested in being able to grow your political influence, what would you do? How would you answer the question? Do you believe there's a real opportunity for you to get into what you might call an inner circle of power? Now, (laughs) how do you think people under the age of 35 would answer these questions? Do they even want to have political influence? You know, you wonder why a lot of people think, you know what? This is way too much trouble. What I'd prefer to do is just hang out at the beach for a while. I'd like to go to the Keys, get in a boat, go fishing, have a cocktail, and chill myself. I don't want to even get into that cesspool. So they throw their hands up and let somebody else handle it. But what does that really mean for we the people? This is one of the reasons that having the knowledge, understanding, and a firm grasp on the importance of liberty and the consequences of losing it are so crucial. What is the definition of liberty? According to Dictionary.com, one simple definition is the freedom from arbitrary or despotic government or control. So how are we doing on the liberty scale here in America? From 1 to 100, with 100 being maximum freedom from government control? How are we doing? I suspect most of our fellow citizens would be inclined to say we're on the lower end of the scale, drifting further and further away from liberty. What's interesting about this, based on my personal experience in recent years, 
is that this is true regardless of where you or your family's partisan predilections are. In other words, a lot of people grow up in a Democrat household or a Republican household, and they just essentially assume the mantle of that particular party, or perhaps an independent party or some other party, based on what their family experienced. But the fact is that if we're serious about making America strong again, it stands to reason we must grow our political influence. And if you perform even a rudimentary economic analysis, with 94 million Americans out of the workforce, 51% of Americans earning less than $30,000 a year, nearly $20 trillion in debt and over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities, we got a problem. Our borders are open. Medicare's programs and Social Security, as well as a number of other government-backed promises to our seniors and our veterans, they're underwater. And any sane person, especially when you look at what the government financial auditors say about these programs, they recognize we got a problem and we have to do something about it. So that question, what can I do for America right now that will really make a difference? That question is key. And after we come back from the break, we're going to look at an alternative paradigm about political influence that may actually make you smile, one that doesn't want to make you throw something. So we'll be right back, and we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with PDGo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at PDGo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. PDGo.com. Again, PDGo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003, and with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, It's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, 
please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks for being with us today. Our discussion centers around political influence, one of those great topics that some people really enjoy and other people begin to squirm a little bit. We've talked about the idea that ultimately if America is to survive as a representative republic and we're to get our economic house in order and we're to begin to pursue the dreams and goals and aspirations of retaining our liberty, then there's some things that have to happen. And ultimately, whether you agree with it or not, America is driven in a political structure that is protected by our Constitution. In future conversations, we'll spend some time talking about the Constitution itself because there are a lot of challenges with the way it has been usurped in many ways from a lot of different angles. But the point of today's conversation is really to begin to look, as we have often done at the man in the mirror, we've got to be able to look at what it is that we can do in such a way that we can begin to think differently about the influence that we have in the political spectrum. We've talked about the traditional track, which is essentially you got to be part of the traditional political machine. You've either got to have big cash, you've got to have something to say, you've got to run an industry, you've got to be part of a group that is very active and engaged. But what about everybody else? What about the other 99.5% of America who is either not interested in pursuing that track or, quite frankly, wants to stay on track doing what they believe they've been called to do with their life? Not everybody is called to operate in the political spectrum. But yet, if we are to take our role as citizens seriously, we have to be engaged in that process. So how do we do that? Well, let's look at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Put the voting booth aside for a minute. Put the partisan moniker or perhaps the candidates you're stumping for, whatever it is, put all that aside for the moment. Let's look at the political spectrum through the lens of the economy. We talked before the break about the challenges the economy faces. But if we begin to look in a local community, say, What happens if we bring people together who are focused on strengthening the economy? Where does that happen in a local community? It happens in small business because the vast majority of all local communities are driven by the small business marketplace. You may not know this, but there are over 30 million small businesses in America. And 72% of those, that is 22 million small businesses, are single-person operations. They're sole proprietors, they're single-member LLCs, they're folks that have an idea and they're pursuing that in their local community. Well, what if we could connect those small businesses in different scales of development with folks who have had the experience and understand how things really work, mentors, you might call them, and also bring together others that may be really wanting to find work, people that weren't interested in being on the government dole, the folks that weren't wanting to grow up and be part of the welfare system. They want to work. They want to contribute. They want to do what they're called to do. But yet they just don't know how the economics work. They can't find a job. Well, if we begin to look at this a little differently and say, let's put a group together, let's put a leadership team together in a community that's focused on 
the small business environment and growing that and strengthening our local community economics. Even if the economics in your market are doing okay, there's a lot of places where they aren't. And I'll promise you that even in your community, if things are going well, they could still be going better. And they could be going better for a lot of people in the community. So how do you pull those folks together? You begin to find people who would love to be more productive, who would love to have greater influence in their own lives. And ultimately, if we begin to understand how the economy works, we can then also begin to have a modicum of influence in our local community. Because you begin to see where the money for your taxes goes. You begin to realize you can step into an environment with your local county commission or your local city council. You can begin to learn how that works. And if you're beginning to learn how those elements come together while you're pursuing your own goals, while you're solving your problems, while you're saving yourself time and money because you've tapped into the strength of the local economy, now... Not only do you begin to live a life that's more fulfilling, but you begin to understand more things about how the local things work, how local operations function. So now think about this. What happens when your community with a small group begins to strengthen a number of people? Do people keep that a secret? When you find out something that really is helpful, perhaps you find a way to help Young people that have been previously unemployed find a way to be productive because they're now plugged into a small business environment that's taught them skills, that's engaged them in a place where perhaps they can even start their own small business. What about helping those veterans who are coming back from a combat scenario, retiring and not able to get work? We've been able to connect those folks with business people. We've been able to support those who have founded small businesses in the local community. Now, you start to get a little rhythm going. You start to get some momentum in a local community. And that's exciting. You can have influence in that local community. But ultimately, will one community's efforts really be responsible for making America strong again? And the answer is likely not. Because the only way we're going to make America strong again nationally is we have to create momentum and we have to create massive strength in the grassroots. The only way to compete with the traditional track of political influence is to have as big a numbers or bigger numbers and as much money or more money than the traditional political machines do. Big machines understand power. Big machines understand leverage. Big machines understand what happens when the grassroots steps up and gets engaged. But unlike the traditional path where you're trying to endorse a party or a particular candidate, what we're talking about is endorsing America. There's a reason Patriot Mission doesn't stump for parties, candidates, or ballot initiatives, because we advocate for America. We advocate for each one of you that wants to get in the game in the local community. And imagine now if your community and the community down the road across the across your county and across your state and across the country. Imagine what would happen next year if a thousand counties, thousand communities had small groups like this coming together, all beginning to get a little a little momentum in their community, begun to find out what citizens can really do when they serve each other, when we begin to strengthen each other, our economy gets stronger. We unite together. We're creating jobs. We're beginning to rekindle that flicker of national pride in our nation. 
What does that really look like? Imagine now a thousand communities over the next several years, thousands upon thousands of communities that takes us to millions of Americans. Imagine now when 35 or 40 million Americans understand what political influence looks like and they go to the ballot box to share their perspective. That, ladies and gentlemen, is making America strong again. So think about that. Think about your community. Think about your family. Think about your kids. And think about liberty in a way that you've never considered it before. And together, we're going to be making America strong again. Thanks for being with us today. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 